At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. Good morning, folks. Welcome in. It is College Lines Revealed here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Pam Maldonado is alongside, as she usually is. we got a good show on tap for you because we had a wild week in college football, and we got a good one coming up next week as well. Plenty of smart guests today, too. Coming up in 30 minutes, Matt Eumann is going to join us, college football betting analyst here at the network. Get his thoughts on what transpired and what we will see coming up next week. Nick Bruner is going to be with us as well. Senior trader will get the view from behind the counter. Senior trader at DraftKings. And then Paul Stone at the very bottom of the last hour, of course, as we get the better's perspective. Paul, one of these guys that is firing away, or gal, firing away at these opening lines on Sunday so again a recap for anybody just joining us to see what we do here on college lines reveals at 11:05 a.m pacific time full board pretty much opens up here at circa every game will have a side and a total so we'll be able to di- uh, dive into those we do have games that are up on the board right now which we will tie into some recap from yesterday and speaking of yesterday pam a fun and great day in college football uh, we had it lived up to the expectations you had the ranked matchups. They were a ton of fun, including, although not the result I wanted, Clemson and Florida State, Ohio State and Notre Dame, every game in between. I thought yesterday lived up to every expectation you thought. Except I am now 0-1 against you in our little head-to-head because I had Notre Dame, which... It happens. I think I almost shed a tear last night after that, thinking it was 16-14 and I was going to get the cover. And it was my fault. Can I go what I said? It was my fault. I was teeing up the tweet of like, 
Good teams win. Great teams cover. One second left. Chaos happened. All of a sudden, extra kick. It ended up being a push. But you know what? If right, right, right call, wrong side. Uh, I, uh, I will never, <laughs> not until the final whistle do I like to gloat, which is why I sent you a picture of the thing that you're going to buy me here in the next oh, couple yes. of weeks when you lose our bet. Uh, a reminder that uh, I have the, the Clemson, no, not particular, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Duke, and USC games. I have wagered, Pam, that uh, Notre Dame will lose at least two of those, one in the book uh, with that loss to Ohio State. So let's start there. Ohio State, Buckeye 17, Notre Dame 14. Buckeyes mm. on the final drive, 15 plays, 65 yards, punch one into the end zone for a touchdown with one second left on the clock. Two big moments in that final drive. Kyle McCord to Amika Agbuka were 21 yards on the third and 19 to get down to the Notre Dame one. And then two plays later after some incompletions, Chip Tranum goes in for a one-yard run with one second left on the clock. And Ohio State ends up pulling out a game that, because of coaching decisions on their end, I would say really had no business winning. But mm-hmm. because of even mm, more complex <laughs> and odd coaching decisions on yeah. the other end, they were able to pull this off. Marcus Freeman, how do you do this? Ten players on the field for not one, but the final two plays of the game. And the explanation is can't take a penalty. You brought this up yesterday when we were when you were watching Clemson meltdown against Florida State coaching decisions and the decision and the changes. Right. And the fact that some coaches add wins on the margins. I don't think Marcus Freeman has been one of those guys in the early portion of his career at Notre Dame. Uh, You've seen little instances here and there. And the fact that you let your defensive staff get away with two consecutive plays of having 10 players on the field, you do the good job afterward, Pam, of falling on the sword. But I was just telling Brent Musburger right before we got on the air, I'm going back. Someone's not coming back with us. Someone's not getting back on the bus. You're going straight home. You're getting fired. That is unacceptable. No, I fully agree. There was a lot of mis- uh, coaching miscues from both sides. We saw it from Ryan Day even early on where it was in the first, first quarter, second quarter, early on. We just saw mistakes from both sides being made, but the mistake that mattered most was the one when there was only a few seconds left in the game and you have no time to correct that mistake, and it was unfortunate for Notre Dame. I do still believe that it was the right side wrong result, but I have to give credit where credit is due. I came into this thinking that Kyle McCord was not going to be the capable quarterback to go up against Sam Hartman, and when it came down to the wire and he needed to bust out a third and 19 that play was made and it's those type of moments didn't you say that you took Kyle McCord for a Heisman potential option as a long shot that was a Heisman winning moment and that was what he needed to uh, outstanding but there's a lot of times in this game where I was like interception you and I also had an in-game in-studio wager where he would have McCord would have more interceptions than Hartman Mm -hmm. the opportunities were there by my count it was like 0 and 5 for the Notre Dame defense of picking one off okay that's a little (laughs) little much uh pro football focus charged him with a single turnover and I saw that and I was like where where am I what am I saying that you guys aren't (laughs) Uh, I trust my guys over at pro football focus Uh, and you know along with some of the other coaching decisions you mentioned Ryan Day Day was not very good fourth and one Notre Dame 11 yards line you have you're down four and ohio state comes out tries the dumb jump off sides nonsense where you go out there try to get them to yes. jump you burn a timeout <laughs> and then you come back around and run an end around for a loss of yardage on a fourth down that you needed ultimately you come back and win that game and by the way so as somebody who had laid three with ohio state i was grateful for this at the end of the game there is no way in hell you kick that extra point. Correct. You kneel that thing down yes. because guess what a blocked return blocked extra return. point is for uh, is worth two points, which that would have tied the game. So didn't really love overall the coaching decisions. And how about this doozy? This is a great, this is from Notre Dame football uh, analytics. 
Notre Dame used to play action on three of 26 dropbacks for mm. Sam Hartman in a game where they ran the ball on 61% of their plays. I'm they so were running, and they're not using play action as a weapon. It was incredible. I'm so glad that you're bringing that up because that was, as a Notre Dame backer, that was one of the most infuriating things to watch, that you have Sam Hartman, who's one of the best college football quarterbacks, not just now, but in the last few years, six-year quarterback. He has the experience. He has the composure. And you're calling a first down run play. On nearly every play, it was infuriating to watch. And when you actually did get Sam Hartman to throw the ball, he connected. Yeah. And it was wonderful. And you didn't just gain a few yards. You gained like 15 plus. I really loved Sam Hartman, though. Notre Dame still. They delivered on offense the way that I thought they would. Sam Hartman had a great game. Audrey Estime, the running back, had a great game. But aside from that, it wasn't just that. It was Jeremiah Love. He's a RB2. He had a fantastic game. 7.1 yards per average, yards per carry. This was a great offense it was just belittled and it's going to be forgotten because of those miscues at the end when it mattered most. So I would disagree with that, but let's use that disagreement to spin this forward, right? So Brent and I were talking about this right before we came on the air as well, and, I, and I'm in full like, full throated agreement, waiting to see what the mass opener here is going to be. Notre Dame initially opens as a six and a half point favorite on the road against Duke. Now, Duke has been sitting back and getting ready for Notre Dame. Now, it's not that they had the week off, but you're talking about lesser opponents that you get to face coming up to this point. Uh, the Blue Devils, of course, just most re uh, recently taking on UConn. So they've been sitting back and going, yeah, no, we're fine. Like, we're going to run some stuff and we're going to make sure that we are ready for a massive spot here. And situational handicappers, I think, would circle this as well, Pam. This is a brutal flip now for Notre Dame. You're at home. You play this physical paint swapping type of game. You lose with one second left on the clock. And now you have to hit the road to take on a top 20 team in Duke that has been ready for you. That is a very good defensive team. Situationally, this is a very, very tough spot for the Irish. Willing to bet, again, number on the board right now. One of the few openers that we have on the board right now is six and a half. I will be backing Duke. I want to see if I get seven, but I'm willing to bet I'm not going to get that full seven. You're probably sitting at six and a half all week. As a Notre Dame truther, I really love Sam Hartman. I love this offense, but now Marcus Freeman has shown me that I can cannot trust him as a head coach in a big-time game. And I'm going to call Duke a big-time big time game. You have your first loss of the season. Um, you have back-to-back -back road games. You have Louisville on deck after Duke. Yeah, this is situationally makes sense. Am I going to be getting to the window? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look it into a little bit further, but... I agree with your points that you're making. It's sound. Yep. And the other, when I say I disagreed with you, one of the things that is worth watching here, Notre Dame, this was a note from uh, Bud Elliott who works over at CBS Sports, uh, receiver, outside receivers, so not tight ends, not running backs, catching passes out of the backfield, outside receivers for Notre Dame, four catches, 62 yards. That's mm -hmm. it. This is one of the things that we brought up. Sam Hartman had less than 200 yards passing in this game. Yes. One, of the, one of the reasons that I had brought up backing Ohio State was Jim Knowles' defense was going to do everything to go, you know what? We're testing you and your guys. And it's not yes. even Hartman. We're testing your guys. We're going to see if your receivers can win one-on-one -on -one matchups down the field and if you can beat our corners. That necessarily was not the case. Four catches, 62 yards is not a dynamic passing attack and you do wonder against duke who can do some of the same things if you go back to the way that duke played clemson duke did a lot of the same stuff it was matching up one-on-one -on -one and man coverage with clemson's receivers and saying you guys are not explosive enough to beat us and they're going to do the exact same thing here against notre dame so i'm very fascinated to see what the evolution of this passing attack is going to be because there was not much explosiveness outside of the numbers for notre dame against ohio state well and to further your point about backing duke here in this spot is now 
Notre Dame is going to be facing a different dynamic in a mobile quarterback mm -hmm. with uh, Riley Leonard for the Blue Devils. He's had 100-plus rushing yards now in three games. He is a playmaker who can make plays both on the ground and in the air. He broke one off for 33 yards, so he has that elusiveness to him. That's a different element that maybe Notre Dame was potentially overlooking, could mm -hmm. be overlooking just because of coming off of Ohio State's loss. I like your situational spot. I do. <laughs> I just, I am a fan yep. at the same time. Uh, one of the other things that Musburger brought up too, uh, dude, Notre Dame last year, one in three ATS when failing to cover the previous game. So Ooh. not really dealing with, again, that's a small sample size, but again, not really dealing with adversity very well coming off of that. And of course, one of the bigger um, examples of that is after losing to Marshall, failing to cover against Cal. So that mm -hmm. is obviously a big one. And that's one of the bigger matchups next week is Notre Dame on the road against Duke. It's going to be a fascinating one. Another fascinating one that's going to be a prime time. We can expand on this a little bit later. If you're watching of Easton.com, it's that one in the top right-hand corner. USC and big noon kickoff on the road against Colorado. Uh, Buffalo's had a rough landing out there in Oregon. An absolute beatdown. Oregon, 42. Colorado, 6. A game that was not competitive in any way, shape, or form. Oregon really opened it up. Uh, by the way, Dan Lanning, if you're going to talk smack at halftime and say we're not done yet, score more than 7 points, but whatever. Uh, that's just me. But one of the things you and I were discussing off the, uh, off the air pan when we were waiting to come in here... The offensive line, it was one of the points that we brought up yesterday when we were talking about this game. That offensive line was awful. Shadur Sanders sacked eight times, pressured constantly, almost a, a near-perfect pressure to sack rate, which is not very good. Colorado's up against it with this offensive line moving forward. Absolutely. that It is such a liability right now. I'm fine if Bo Nix absolutely just demolished the Colorado secondary. That was expected. What I was not expecting was for Colorado to not be able to keep up competitively on offense. Now I saw that it was, yes, it is a huge liability. That offensive line is not doing a good job of protecting their quarterback, keeping him upright, and he can only do so much. It's another liability here going up against USC, who has an even better pass rush than what Oregon has. And it's not even just that as well. I'm super nervous about this secondary for Colorado from here on out. I'm convinced. I I back off Colorado. Conference play, I think uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, former UCLA quarterback, tweeted out yesterday, conference play is a different animal. All right, we'll take our break. When we come back, we continue to look, and we'll give you the opening number for USC, Colorado, and more as College Lines Revealed is here. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Looking to be a better better? Of course you are. Tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel, not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded the revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. That's juice like orange juice reel, R-E-E-L, absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device today and be become a better better all right back here on college lines revealed we close by talking about what we're going to look forward to in colorado and usc so numbers are up on the board first one we see usc 27 and a half at DraftKings against colorado we get to oregon they've got uh, another big spread in their favor against stanford but are you 23 willing, and a half 20 oh really 23 and a half so we have an adjustment interesting so the opener was 27 and a half down to 23 and a half uh in that regard so a little bit of a change from what we saw last night for USC against Colorado. As somebody who has bet against Colorado uh, for every single game, <laughs> you know where I'm going. I'm back in. I'm back in uh, to lay the wood here with USC, especially if we're not talking about the opener that I saw 27 and a half, Pam. I would in this spot. I'm, I'm, I don't like backing favorites, but I have to go with USC on this one just because we saw what Bo Nix did to the secondary, did to this defense for Colorado. Caleb Williams is better. And against this Buffalo secondary, Colorado defense at the half, they were down 35-0 against Oregon. They allowed 300 and 78 yards of offense, nine yards per pass. This is an opportunity here for Caleb Williams to continue on his Heisman resume building. But what I love about USC is they are not just pass heavy. They have such a solid run game. I don't see how they can create separation. They absolutely can create separation. I don't see how Colorado in this spot against a better pass rush, still with that vulnerable secondary, not even vulnerable, it is garbage can keep up yep and still against uh, no travis hunter obviously travis and, and that matters and yeah. i think maybe the market sees yesterday uh usc going out against arizona state and kind of playing with their food a bit uh, but i think arizona state it, it's for usc we'll put it this way as a three or more touchdown favorite it's easier to get up and get ready for a team like colorado than it would be to get up and get ready for arizona state how high does the number get it's opens 23 and a half goes up, up to what 28 I mean, I mean it, it, it's an interesting proposition, too, because the, the change here, obviously, is that in the two games in which Colorado was catching 21 points, um, they were on the road, right? They're that was road. at TCU. That was right. at Oregon. Now you're back here at home. And so that's why you see this floating around the 23 and a half mark. I'd be willing to bet maybe it gets to like 24 and a half. I, I don't think you're going to head back down toward Colorado. You're going to see the same lopsided um, public action that right. is going to support the Buffaloes. But I don't think you're getting this thing pushed down to 21. I, th I think if anything, it's either staying at 23 and a half or you're going to get this thing pushed up. And, and we still have yet again. So the, the, the wide variety on the screen right now, you get 23 and a half faraway places to get 26 as i mentioned uh and mgm was the opener that i mentioned at 27 so we'll see if anything when circa pops up if there's any massive discrepancy but you're still talking from the range of 24 to 27 i think is what you're thinking uh for this matchup by the time we get every single number on the board so can 
can't wait for that. By the way, Oregon, as I mentioned, the opener there was Oregon minus 24 with a total of 62 and a half on the road against Stanford. Not the sexiest game. So let's go to another game that is up on the board and we can tie in a recap from yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. Alabama on the road. Or excuse me, at home against at home. Ole Miss. Alabama's on the road next week. 24 to 10. I got to tell you, again, we talk about coaching decisions and management, Pam. I don't know what your boy Lane Kiffin was doing yesterday. Down by 14 points, taking their sweet old time, walking up to the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the goal was. Maybe it was just to cover the spread. Who knows? But that was not a great performance from Ole Miss offensively. And one of the things that I mentioned to you yesterday, too, I think we're kind of forgetting here. We're getting all wrapped up in how bad this quarterback play has been. By the way, I think we're both in agreement. Milrow's the best option for them now at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alabama still got a very good defense. Yes. Right. And it's the defense that helped them because the reason why I liked Ole Miss in the first place was because I wanted to fade Alabama against a mobile quarterback in Jackson Dart. He did not deliver on that. He had only six yards on 12 attempts. And if you saw it, there were there was no designed runs for him. So it's Lane Kiffin going away from what's been working here in early into the season, going up against Alabama, making poor decisions. He was in over his head, but at least Alabama has a good defense, and we've sh- we they have shown that now in back-to-back weeks. So as we move and, forward, one of the teams that you and I don't like here, and this is actually one of the few sides you and I were in agreement on yesterday, uh, South Carolina goes out there, gets a 37-30 win over Mississippi State. Alabama follows this game up with Ole Miss on the road against Mississippi State. Opener over at DraftKings, 14 and a half. We know we can trust this team defensively. Still have my questions. I'd still like to see a little bit more offensively in that, not just production because you want to see that more from, from Alabama, I want more designed runs. I want more from asking Jalen Milroe uh, to use his athleticism, to use what makes him special as part of these offensive packages. And maybe you start to see that a little bit more. But that was one of the things that I'm, I'm still waiting for from Alabama. I want to see them start to use one of the most athletic quarterbacks. I can actually, I think I'd argue, the most athletic quarterback they've had in Saban's time. Like when they're using him in this regard, yesterday he had 11 attempts for 53 yards. Uh, and in terms of scrambles, though, four of those 11 attempts were scrambles. They did have a few more designed runs but i want more like open up open this up a little bit more use his strengths now that we have him as a starter in three games maybe we'll see we will see now more being catered to the offense that they have which under milrow yes mm-hmm. more designed runs but it's because we had that quarterback switch with ty simpson uh last game before now that we have a solidified qb1 yep. now we're going to see more consistency from an Alabama offense. And that's a good point, because maybe when you're sitting here and not sure if it's going to be the guy when you're starting or when you were playing three of them right against Middle right. Tennessee, uh, and then, of course, you only get one full game with Moreau, and then you mm-hmm. bench him immediately. I say he got suspended. You know, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. That would make some sense. And as far as Mississippi State is concerned, the one thing that you're looking at here, if you're tempted to grab 14 in the hook with the Bulldogs, now one and three against the spread, two and two straight up. The only cover this year for Mississippi State was that game against Southeast Louisiana. So the Bulldogs have not been performing very well. It's a team that I'm pretty low on right they get smoked by lsu they can't cover against south carolina uh and it's a weird spot as we know what happened with the coaching staff so mississippi state's not really in the greatest place i don't think i'm running i think um you know as i like to say i got the juice out of this rock with alabama and Ole miss yesterday i don't think i'm running the lay 14 and a half with the crimson tide despite how bad mississippi state's been remember alabama on the road is not the same alabama team that we are used to seeing obviously the season is a little bit different but they are two and eight against the spread as a road favorite in the last two seasons this is concerning when yes Yes, we still now we have a QB one mm-hmm. solidified, but I, we don't know yet still what it's going to look like on a consistent week to week basis. Yep. And Mississippi State, I mean, Will Rogers coming off a 
absolute bomb of a game. He had over 450 passing yards um, against the South Carolina defense, who I thought was better than it obviously proved to be. So hmm, potential here to grab some value on an underdog that nobody wants. So the other side of this win is, of course, Ole Miss as we spin this forward. They get to go and take on LSU next week. That is, again, one of the few openers we have on the board right now over at DraftKings. LSU on my screen is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's the opener over at DraftKings over Ole Miss. LSU on the road here. Now, LSU barely gets by uh, Arkansas yesterday in a pretty wild game in which uh, Jaden Daniels and the Tigers Mm -hmm. needed to go downfield and get a field goal to win that thing 34-31. My concern, look, Daniels wasn't good early on. He had a really bad interception early in the first half, um, and that was the lone turnover-worthy play of the day. The rest of it actually looked really good. My concern here now, are we starting to kind of look at LSU's secondary and think like, hmm, I don't know, man, because like, Florida State's offense absolutely tore up in that second half. There's a lot of explosive plays from their wide receivers. Yesterday, you look at what Arkansas was able to do. K.J. Jefferson was awesome. So yeah. 289 yards, three, inter- uh, three touchdowns, did throw two interceptions, committed three turnover-worthy plays, but had a lot of explosive plays, specifically behind the safety, or excuse me, behind the safeties. Luke Haas had a really big touchdown in which he just kind of walked away from one of the safeties because they were distracted by Jefferson. I think I've got my concerns about LSU secondary, but and if there's a game in which it's exposed, it's here as a road favorite against Ole Miss. And I'm going back to the well with Ole Miss. I backed, I liked Ole Miss against Alabama because of the mobile quarterback situation with Jackson Dart. He has an opportunity here to finally go back to what he has been showing his capabilities of because LSU's defense, yes, vulnerable on the secondary, also gave a 50-plus rushing yards to Arkansas quarterback A.J. Jefferson. This is a bounce-back spot for Lane Kiffin, as all the horrible decisions that he made, lesser competition against LSU, who's shown vulnerability on defenses on both against the pass and the run. Yep. All right, now let's get to one really quickly, and we'll expand on this too. And coming up, I know Matt's going to have a couple of opinions. Matt Eumann's uh, college ba- ba- football, ba- basketball, just one of our analysts here. Uh, I don't know what his official title is. Senior editor? I don't think he likes the senior part. Iowa. So <laughs> Iowa comes out yesterday. That was incredible. How about this? In terms of total plays ran for Iowa's offense, they ran, according to some metrics, Pam, 34 plays yesterday. 34 offensive oh, plays wow. for Iowa. Absolutely terrible. 31 to nothing. Penn State gets the win. I bring up Iowa because last week or yesterday I brought up with you, right? Like, hmm, you know, maybe catching seven with Michigan State is kind of a buy low spot. Maybe that's going to be something I want to get in on. They, didn't, they don't get there, right? They don't, they don't cover it against Maryland. The opener at DraftKings for Iowa against Michigan State is 10. 10. I'm looking at this screen right now. Iowa as a 10-point favorite. Are we really here now with Iowa? Again, a team that could only run 34 plays yesterday offensively as a 10-point favorite at home against Michigan State. 20, 20 total rushing yards for Iowa. This is an abysmal office. I really had hopes for Cade McNamara as a quarterback coming in and being able to provide more for this offense. Where is it? <laughs> Man, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> where is it? if there was any offensive coordinator who got shut out and ran 34 plays, he'd get fired. But uh, hey, nepotism's a hell of a thing. Matt Eumann's going to join us next. Get his thoughts on Iowa Lane, intending against Michigan State and more as we are just getting started here at College Lines Revealed. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
We've got a subscription contest going between the shows here at VSIN, and uh, we need your help. I'm going to ask for it. At stake, a $1,000 voucher at Circus Sportsbook to be used on a Super Bowl futures ticket. To sweeten the deal for you, we're going to save 10% when you sign up for a new VSIN Pro Annual subscription. Use promo code COLLEGE. Bragging rights and a juicy futures ticket is on the line. Time to start betting smarter. Help us do the same. Visit slash subscribe. Sign up for a new VSIN Pro Annual subscription, and you can save 10% with the promo code COLLEGE. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, let's welcome in Matt Humans, who is nice enough to give us some time. You can hear his wonderful voice on the College Football Betting Podcast throughout the week. That is where this show is located as well. All right, Matt, I want to open up with uh, what we were just mentioning right before we came on the air here. Uh, I have Duke circled in this spot against Notre Dame, especially if the market and where it's opening right now is any indication. DraftKings has opened up Notre Dame as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm, I'm pretty confident and thinking that I'm not going to get seven, but even at six-and-a-half, I, I think that's playable given the situation and how well Duke can play defensively against this uh, Notre Dame offense. What do you make a six-and-a-half in favor of the Irish on the road after that loss to Ohio State? I'm surprised it's that high. I, I, I made numbers on uh, about 20 games this morning, obviously, and uh, one of the games – I made a number on Notre Dame at Duke and I made it four and I thought, man, I kind of like Duke in this spot here too. I thought four might even be a, a shade too high because I mean, this is a classic flat spot, letdown spot for the Irish too. After the way the game ended last night against Ohio state, now you got to go on the road and play a well-coached well team. Mike Elko's doing a hell of a job with this Duke team. You got a big time quarterback on the other side. This could be a tough game for Notre Dame. And uh, I actually like Duke. Let me know if you see a seven, because I'll take that in uh, in a heartbeat with uh, Blue Devils. I think they're live to win the game. I gotta, I gotta think this is going to be a tough one for the Irish. You know, hitting the road after the way they lost that Ohio State game last night. That one line that intrigues me is Clemson seven and a half on the road to Syracuse. We saw mm-hmm. really Clemson just fall all over themselves yesterday. Head coach Dabo Sweeney not really making the best of decisions. Really just like, you know, falling behind on the modern day of football. What do you make of this line on the road as seven and a half point favorites? I am interested in Syracuse. What do you think? You're kidding me, right? <laughs> Clemson's playing seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, yep. it is. Seven, seven and, and a half. Yep. Okay. I, I made Clemson a two point favorite. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I, I like Syracuse too. I, also, I think the Syracuse team's legit. I have to tell you, JVT, how good Rocky Long is as, as a defensive coordinator. That was a great hire yep. by Dino Babers. Rocky Long's a new Syracuse DC. Uh, I've seen big time improvement on that side of the ball from the Orange, and you know Garrett Schrader's a hell of a quarterback too. You know, I just watched him uh, run for four touchdowns against Purdue a week ago, and he's a veteran quarterback who's uh, who's making all the right moves. Unlike uh, what we're seeing from Cole Klubin at Clemson, I actually. I think this number is probably a little bit of an overreaction to how well the Tigers played for most of the game against Florida State. And the thinking is that, well, Clemson's not going to lose another ACC game. Uh, this is a totally different Clemson team. By the way, the Tigers have really struggled historically at Syracuse. Yep. Uh, this no, this number is too high. I'm taking Syracuse. I'll take that number as soon as I get off the phone. All right. Next up, I want to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I was just asking Pam about this. I know you're a Big Ten guy. Look, it's it's bad for Michigan State, right, Matt? But is it bad enough that they're catching ten against Iowa after that performance against Penn State? Uh, wow. Okay, I made Iowa a fourteen point favorite. Okay, I was. Uh, I know. I know these numbers are coming up at Circa here shortly, and uh, some of them are popping up in the market. But I've been watching the NFL games. I didn't see some of these numbers. I'm a little bit surprised. I, I think Hawkeyes 
even with this dismal offense, how many total yards did Iowa have yesterday against Penn State? About 80? Uh, Under 100. Yeah, it's just uh, it's an embarrassing offense uh, right now for the Hawkeyes, and you expected more with Cade McNamara at quarterback, but he's obviously not right. I just think Michigan State's a complete mess, and there's not many people who want to bet the Spartans right now. I know a couple uh, – I'll say so-called sharp betters I know who tried to take a shot with Michigan State yesterday, and he had no shot in that game. Uh, so, no, I, w- I would actually make the number a little bit higher. You know, even though Iowa is an impotent team offensively right now, I, I still think the defense and special teams of the Hawkeyes and just a negative situation surrounding Michigan State, I, I make that two touchdowns. Matt, there's a lot of big-time road favorites this week, and one of them mm-hmm. being Michigan Lane 19-and-a-half on the road to Nebraska. One and three against the spread now this season after finally covering a spread against Rutgers uh, this past yesterday. What do you make of this game, um, Michigan Lane 19-and-a-half on the road to mm-hmm. Nebraska? Yeah, the Wolverines got off that really slow start yesterday, and uh, but that, that was not a big surprise because Rutgers pretty good defensively. Uh, Michigan's running, you know, look at the number of plays. Michigan's running a really slow-paced offense uh, right now and not running, uh, I think, the uh, at the rate that you would think is going to be conducive to blowing out a lot of teams. I, I made this number 15, so uh, I thought Michigan should just be slightly more than a two-touchdown favorite on the road. Nebraska's uh, obviously struggled again yesterday to win a game. It should have won easily. Uh, the quarterback play has been horrendous for the Cornhuskers. So I, I guess I could see the number, but like I said, I made it Michigan minus 15. VEASAN analyst Matt Eumann's with us here. College Lions Revealed. LSU, what do you make of their secondary? Because I was just telling Pam, too. I'm like, you know what? We watched the Florida State game. We watched what Arkansas did with a lot of explosive plays yesterday against them, Matt. They need that last-second field goal to get that thing done. And now you're on the road against Ole Miss, and the Rebels haven't been any great shakes, especially yesterday. It was abysmal. But LSU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite at open at DraftKings on the road against Ole Miss. Well, that's one I match up with. I made yeah. LSU two-and-a-half, and I actually kind of like Ole Miss in the matchup. If, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin had an offense averaging 50 points now. Obviously, he's against a lot of cupcake opposition up until yesterday against Alabama. But I, I did expect the Bama defense to play well yesterday and bounce back. So I wasn't really surprised by that 24-10 to 10 win. But this could be a tough matchup for this LSU secondary. This is You're not seeing the same type of talent that LSU's had back there in the past. And uh, I've been pretty disappointed overall in pretty much every area of LSU's play up to this point. And... Uh, I don't know if you're going to see a three on this game, but and I'll, I'll take Ole Miss in the points here. I think this is a good spot for uh, Jackson Dart and that Ole Miss offense to bounce back and put some points on the board. Matt, I'm going to look. I'm looking for an objective viewpoint mm-hmm. here of my Texas team, my Longhorns, Quinn Ewers, question marks. Sure. I, I, I'm confused by him every week. He looks absolutely great against Alabama, struggles against Wyoming and Rice, finally looked good again. But now you're going up against Kansas, who, remember, two years seasons ago, Texas were 30-point favorites. Now they're laying 17 and a half at home to Kansas. What do you make of this line? Is that right? Pam, I don't have to remind you, Texas was a 30-point favorite in that game, and I think lost at, what, 58 to 56 or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that? 57-56. Right. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Lance Leipold's a hell of a coach, and Kansas. Uh, those Kansas numbers have changed dramatically here in the past couple of years. Uh, I made Texas a 14-point a favorite here, but I thought that might even be a little bit high because I like this Kansas team quite a bit. And mm. what you said about Quinn Ewers, 
is uh, it's true. That's just who he is at this point. He's inconsistent. He's not going to play well every week. He's going to show flashes of being a great quarterback, but he's going to have those weeks where uh, he doesn't look so great. So, man, this Texas team is uh, a little bit tough to figure. Obviously, Bama is not as good as uh, its preseason reputation and rating where we had Alabama rated. So, I think that win at Alabama even though it's still really impressive, probably doesn't carry quite as much uh, cloud as we thought. But I, I, I'd still t- make Texas about a solid two-touchdown favorite. What did you say the number is on this? 17 and a half at home. Yeah, that's a little, I think that's too much. All right, let's go to a conference you and I both enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, we're waiting for you and all the Hawaii because uh, the Rebels <laughs> are playing pretty well. The number's not up. But I can give you one, Matt. Uh, this is going to be a rough stretch for San Diego State now. And now they get Air Force, who absolutely boat raced San Jose State on Friday night. Opener here at DraftKings, Air Force as an 11-point favorite over San Diego State. What do you make of this? Well, I had Air Force 10, so I agree with it. Uh, Aztecs were lucky to get in the back door. Yes. If you watch that game Friday night, who thought Jalen Maiden would uh, be able to drive the San Diego State offense 80 yards for a backdoor touchdown at the end? That's one of the last guys you want to count on if you got a bet and you got the points with the Aztecs. I've said this since the Ohio game, JVT, you watched it. The San Diego State defense, which we've uh, bragged about for years, is, has declined. It's not at the same level. Uh, the quarterback play is obviously uh, a, a big problem for the Aztecs, and they don't have the stud running back they've had in the past either. So everything about San Diego State, I've lowered that team's rating, and I wouldn't be too optimistic about the Aztecs going to Air Force. You know, you, you never want to lay too many points against San Diego State. We just saw the Aztecs, you know, the previous week uh, give Oregon State a pretty good game on the road, make it ugly, and defense played well in that game. But I, I think 10's about the right number here at Air Force. All right, Matt, last 30 seconds. What, did you make a number mm-hmm. for UNLV Hawaii? What are you expecting? I actually made UNLV seven and a half. What do okay. you think? I think that's about right. Hawaii, boy, ever since going out competing against Vandy, I think it said more about Vandy. Hawaii has not <laughs> looked great uh, through this no. point of the season. So I would agree with that. No. Rebels are playing pretty well. Matt Eumanns, again, v tonight, and also the college ba- uh, football and basketball betting podcast. Uh, Matt, good to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, you bet. Got it. All right, we'll take our break here. When we come back, let's take a look behind the counter as well. Nick Bruner is going to join us, senior trader at DraftKings. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now. Sign up with code VSIN. New customers can bet just $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code VSIN. The crown is yours. I keep thinking, uh, you know, we're here during an NFL Sunday and I hear screaming like the place could be on fire. And I would just be like, that's everything's <laughs> fine. I don't have to go look. Uh, all right. Let's continue our conversation and uh, let's bring in Nick Bruner who's nice enough to give us some time. Senior trader over at DraftKings and we'll get the uh, book pickers perspective from behind the counter on these openers. So, Nick, we appreciate it. First off, uh, you guys over at DraftKings uh, over the last year, especially this year, have been very aggressive in putting up some openers pretty early in the day on Sunday. Uh, Two-part question. What was the thought process behind starting to get involved a little bit earlier with these numbers? And what's the reaction been like? What is the action like uh, on these early openers for college football on a Sunday? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, good question. Um, we've been going up earlier and earlier with the with the with the point spreads, particularly because um, we we have a big co- our college team is expanding. Um, a lot of guys making making numbers, and you know we just feel good about the numbers that we come together and discuss before on Sunday mornings and review all the injuries, and we feel good about our our line. So we don't really see a need to wait for the rest of the market to go up with them and. Our customers like it. You know, we, we see quite a bit of action as soon as we put these games up every Sunday morning. Um, you know, as you guys know, most of the market starts to fill out around 11 a.m. West Coast time. Um, but yeah, you know, even in the hours beforehand, we we get plenty of people coming in taking taking you know, uh, Michigan State or USC versus Colorado. Like w- we get the action, so why not put it up? That's kind of our perspective. So when you look at some of the openers and when you guys put up a number as compared to anybody else in the market, do you guys adjust to what the other openers in the market are or will you just hang it up and let the market dictate where you want to go? How do you guys handle, let's say, because like one of the more fascinating things that we see here, uh, uh, Matt or Nick, excuse me, is when you look at it, you'll see shops that are like three points away from one another. Does that affect your guys' thinking at all on a day like today? Um, 
Um, we like to use all available information when setting a line. So if there are other places that, that have odds on the game, you know, it's something we'll, we'll use as a data point. Um, but if we feel pretty good about a particular line, then we have no problem taking an opinion. You know, I guess you could call it with an opener. Um, but I think the best way to answer that question is to use all available information out there to you in, in the marketplace. That's, that's other shops. That's, uh, bets you take on, on, on lines that people aren't offering. And that goes from week to week. You know, we could put up um, like some Sunbelt games sure. as a look ahead line last week. And we're the only ones up. No one else wants to go up with a Troy versus James Madison. So we can use that information in future weeks with, with the bookmaking that we can do before other shops go up. So I like to um, remind people of that, but I think it's important to remind everybody that the more information you have as a bookmaker or as a better, the better. So that's, that's how we look at it. So let's talk about a specific team then. Cause I'm really interested in this dynamic. So Colorado, right? Colorado, we know, and we've talked to odds makers and people behind the counter. One of the common themes with Colorado heading into the game against Oregon, right? Is that their power rating had been upgraded. Like it, it had to be right. They were covering numbers. They had started sure. out undefeated, but the interesting part about that is despite a really big upgrade, they were still catching 21 on the road against Oregon and they failed to cover and looked pretty bad. So what have you guys done now with Colorado from a power rating perspective? And what does your number here? I think you guys opened about 23 and a half uh, with this game against USC. What has happened to Colorado's power rating over the last week since we saw them fail to cover against Colorado state and then get blown out by Oregon? Yep. Good question. Um, I, I think from our perspective, we were kind of, we always had our power rating a little bit higher than the 21 that the market was um, set on last week with Colorado, Oregon. Honestly, I did. I don't think the power rating changes all that much. I thought it was a very bad spot for Colorado last week. Obviously without Travis Hunter, that's a, that he's, I believe worth more than a, a point or two to the point spread. Um, careful with USC after last night's performance. I mean, they, they just looked like they were kind of sleepwalking. Um, Arizona state were, was in that game for three quarters at least. So I, I think, you know, USC has to be downgraded. There were some shops out there that had this game close to four touchdowns this morning. We opened this game at 24 and we, we think Colorado's power rating is about where it should be. Um, you know, three touchdowns, you know, 21, 24, 28 we felt like it was way too high um some places hung this morning but you know the market's going to fight it out over the next six days and and, and we're going to see but I, I feel like both teams um may be worth a downgrade after last week's performance nick one game that brings intrigue for me is kentucky lane three and a half at home to florida you have unranked team versus ranked team kentucky florida at least has faced two formidable opponents in utah and tennessee whereas you have a home favorite now kentucky who has faced two mac teams in ball state and akron yet is the home favorite can you explain that one a little bit to me yeah that's a that's a great question um i i think one thing with florida they kind of tend to play up or down to their competition um it, with Kentucky, they, they are less tested than Florida. Um, obviously, home field is going to be worth something, too. But, you know, this game is always close. It seems like it, it trends to the lower scoring close games. Um, it, it's a, I, could see, I could see this point spread coming down a little bit. But from a power rating perspective, I just think Kentucky is the better team. So, you know, a, a little bit over the field goal. But at home, that tells you that the market thinks these two teams are pretty close to being equal. 
All right, so I'm always a fan of negativity. I'm a fan of uh, mm -hmm. ugliness, and I cannot wait. I brought this game up like four times already today. Uh, you guys have Iowa's 10-point favorites over Michigan State. Uh, both teams, though, have not looked very good recently, and specifically, of course, we just watched what happened with Iowa and Michigan State. Uh, consecutive losses just taking it on the chin to some better offenses. So what's the dynamic at play here for both of these teams, uh, the number you hung up, and where do you expect a game like this to go where you have two teams that seem to really be heading south and what the market wants to do with two teams with that perception? Right. Great question. Um, two teams like this points are always at a premium. So underdogs um, typically are going to get bet. Um, I think, you know, the total is probably going to be less than 40 in this game. Um, we hung, we, we put up Iowa minus 10. Um, we think there are some, some lower numbers out there. I think Fandle was like seven on this game. Just, just Michigan state and, and Iowa, two teams that just cannot move the ball. So points will be at a premium. However, I think it's important to know, like, Iowa going into the year was one of the most bet teams there was um, every week. They, it seems like they've been getting market support. And then all of a sudden, every the, the market throws them out the trash, you know, after, after last week's stinker, which it was, you know, they couldn't move the ball. Some of the, one of the worst offensive performances you can, you can put out there. Um, however, Michigan state, that, that program entirely, it seems like is in disarray. Um, the quarterback play has been very poor. They, they showed some life. I thought in the second half against Maryland, um, and try to make a game of that, but on the road, Iowa after a big after a big loss, um, I think I think we'll be looking to get right. Um, who can move the ball? That that's that'll determine the winner here. Nick, um, let's take a look at the Heisman market now. Michael Penix Jr. co favorites at four to one with Caleb Williams of USC. What do you make of that move, and is it adjusted correctly? I mean, I think so. I think Michael Penix has done absolutely everything you you can if you're if you're someone that has a phoenix heisman ticket in this summer i mean what more could you ask for um so i mean i think those two guys are neck and neck and it, it, the pac-12 is just home to some of the some of the best quarterback play we've seen in in decades i, I feel like you know it's, it's just incredible um the the, the, court, the talent at the quarterback position in the pack and the you know out there this year um but yeah, I think it's, I think those guys are going to be, you know, right there at the, at the podium at the end. Nick Ruder with a senior trader DraftKings. All right. We'll get you out of here on this, Nick. Um, is the public deterred after two consecutive failed covers by, by Colorado, or will you start to, will you continue to see the popularity at the windows? At what point do you think that if they start to fail to cover and win, will maybe some of that positive um, vibes at the window maybe start to wear out? Maybe a little bit. I just, I still think this, it's such a national storyline. Yeah. Colorado has brought uh, fans that aren't even college football fans into the betting markets. I, I, that's an that's a very powerful statement. I feel like in itself, um, I, I expect Colorado to continue being um, one of the public's favorite teams every every single week. Honestly, I, I don't think that slows down too much. I mean, you know, maybe if they go out here and another a repeat of performance like that last week, which is very possible against a high powered USC offense. Obviously USC is going to go in there and they're going to, they're going to put some points on the board. So it's going to be up to Colorado to, to keep up, um, which they obviously couldn't do last week, but at home, you know, maybe, maybe they can give USC a game. And I fully anticipate a lot of public money on Colorado. I like it. Nick Bruner against senior trader DraftKings. Nick, thanks for the time and appreciate it. Thanks Nick. All right. Thank you. Got it.
Yeah, that's the, that's the fascinating dynamic. Again, you know, you asked the question, we were talking about this yesterday, right? Where why would a team like Oregon, who was laying 21 points, but have a money line price as cheap as it was? That's because of the public sentiment that came in on the Buffaloes. Uh, I do wonder if, if as you start to get burned and as reality kind of sets in, again, it's not an anti-Dion thing, but it's a reality of what Colorado's facing. You wonder what is going to happen at the window with a lot of these people once they start to lose some money. I imagine that money line bet stops. It cashed in week one and got destroyed yesterday, and nope, that train has come to an end. I'm a stubborn man, though. I'm never going to stop <laughs> in terms of uh, betting against the Buffs. We'll talk about that more as the openers for an entire card are about to hit the windows and the screen next. your first look at this week's college football lines this is college lines revealed on vsin the sports betting network here's jonathan von tobel welcome back in pamela maldonado alongside as well and everybody's here for nfl sunday so are we once this is over a, a quick jaunt over to the d las vegas and some football viewership will be underway for us here on this sunday but we persevere because we have opening lines hitting the screen for every single college game next week coming up in the next five to ten minutes but before we get to them pam i'm going to open the floor to you of the entire schedule in this coming week what sticks out the most? What game are you looking forward to? It doesn't have to have a line on it. What game intrigues you the most? What are you most excited for? What line are you looking for? What piques your interest? Excited for it from a fan perspective, Kansas Jayhawks. I of love course. them against my Texas Longhorns. Longhorns um, smoke but really, yep. I'm a huge believer in this Kansas offense. So from a fan perspective, I want to see that. From a betting perspective, I asked uh, I asked Arian. What did I ask about? It was Clemson leaning seven and a half on the road to Syracuse. To me, that was a line that immediately stood out. I want to grab the seven and the hook with the cues at home. Um, not to continue this bit, and I'm not going to bet this game at all, but I will continue the bit. Um, I actually thought Clemson over Syracuse only because I, I do think Clemson's a good football team. Yes. I, I think we watched that yesterday. Like they, they should have won that game. And as we discussed uh, a little bit yesterday to think about this, the loss to Duke, you outgain them. Multiple fumbles in Duke territory, miss, a few, most, miss multiple field goals. Yesterday against Florida State, turnover that turns into a touchdown, and they missed the potential game-winning field goal near the end of that game. The mistakes have killed this Duke team, but they have been competitive with the best teams that they have faced up to this point. I, I'm very interested to see what the dynamics is going to be in the market with that number specifically. Does Circa come in under seven? Uh, are they above that seven and a half point mark and where the market starts to even out? Because I think there is some kind of thought that Clemson is terrible, uh, but in reality, they're a little bit better than what the results have been. You know, do you think that's fair? Yes. Yeah. And opening line seven. Circa, they're posting them up right now. Yes. All right, there we go. See, Pam's got the, the screen up. So, all right, so opener seven. We'll see what the market shapers do there, uh, but that's going to be one to monitor. And that's one of the more intriguing games because as we've talked about with Clemson for quite a few of these teams, they are coming off of some down performances and you do wonder what the market is going to do with them in these bounce back spots. So as these are starting to open up and we look around the screen and we'll hit you with some of the openers for the big games and Circa is entering the fray right now. Uh, let's talk about some of the big games that are up on the board at this point right now with some of the openers and where we're at. So how about this? Uh, Matt humans came on and he talked about, Hey, look, I made this number for Notre Dame four. Well, Circa right in lockstep opens up four and it speaks to what I thought. I thought six and a half was really extreme for Notre Dame. If you were going to give me a full six and a half and a crack at that, as we talked about, 
I, I thought six and a half was playable. Didn't even need the full seven. It seemed at least the guys behind the counter here at Circa agree with that sentiment, opening up Notre Dame as a four-point favorite. Is that more in line with what you thought? Or do you still think six and a half would be uh, a number that should have been up there for the fighting Irish? I mean, I think from a skill talent level, Notre Dame is still more elite than what Duke has faced. Mm-hmm. I'm just more interested in, I love your sentiment of, I don't know how Notre Dame bounces back in this spot after such a devastating loss, making coaching mistakes. Sam, the play calling I didn't agree with. Now you're on the road. Good. It's a good fade spot. I don't know about the number. Plus four for the Duke. Great. Mm-hmm. We'll take a look at it. I want to see what the, where the line moves. Yeah, that, that's that's my thing. For At four, I'm still probably going to be on the side of Duke. We'll see what the market goes. If you start to dip to like that three and a half, three, then you'll probably get me out uh, on the Blue Devils. But if you're getting closer to that six range, I'm very interested to see what some of these uh, betters are going to do with this number today. But again, uh, this is one of the bigger games on the board for next week. Notre Dame opening up here at Circa as a four-point favorite. DraftKings opened up Notre Dame as a six and a half-point favorite. I want to open up uh, from there, uh, and we'll move. And by the way, Caesar notes in my ear that uh, DraftKings did adjust from uh, six and a half down to five. So again, we're starting to see where the market's going to come here. Um, probably not going to meet in the middle. Four and five are kind of, you know, five's dead. So be willing to bet that DraftKings starts to reflect four more than Circa is going to start to reflect five. But as we move forward with that. Uh, all right, let me get your thoughts on this. Mm, this is actually one of the bigger games on the board, and it involves a team that you and I discussed very briefly yesterday. I think South Carolina's sneaky good. In, in in where they are perceived to be rated in the grand scheme of things. They cover against Georgia. They go out and they cover yesterday against Mississippi State. Spencer Rattler's played very well. Tennessee opens up as a 10-point favorite over South Carolina. Initial thought there for me is take 10 with South Carolina. Take 10. Absolutely, because if you do not pressure Spencer Rattler, he is a great quarterback. <laughs> the Bulldogs, I mean, yeah, he, they have been, this is an opportunity for South Carolina. They went in, they cleaned up shop. They kind of really got their secondary, their, their defense, though. It is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, they let Mississippi State come in back into the game when they shouldn't have. Um, that would be my vulnerability, but Tennessee doesn't have the pass rush to really contend here for Spencer Rattler. He should have a good game. As an underdog, love that. Let's go to Utah, Oregon State. So we don't know if Cam Rising is going to play. I would assume you're expecting that he's going to play this weekend, right? I, I mean, no he was in uniform, and, and the thought, like the report yesterday was that he is healed and ready to go. It's just that they didn't want to start him, and they got away with that one. Oregon State took it on the chin against Washington State. Good performance for the Cougars, especially offensively against this Oregon State um, offense, or excuse me, defense. And I do think uh, my DJU ticket could probably kiss a goodbye. That was a long shot anyway, but didn't perform very well and took a loss there in that game. Oregon State opens as a two-point favorite at home here against Utah. Now, there is a discrepancy. DraftKings opened up pick. that's still on the screen as of right now. But what do we make of this game? And the factor of, like, I'll ask you this. Oregon State minus two. That's a middle ground, right? Like, if Cam Rising is going to play, I'd assume mm-hmm. pick. And if he doesn't play, Oregon State minus two, minus three? I would think that if Cam Rising is playing, that land's going to flip in favor of Utah to where they become the favorites. I'm not impressed with DJU as much as you are. I know you took a long shot for him to win the Heisman. He hasn't really shown anything to me that he is um, not prone to throwing interceptions. He threw an interception in the last game. He's only went 50%. I like Cam Rising in this spot. I would grab it now, assuming that he does play, since we did see him on the warm-up lines in this last game. So you don't think like a long layoff for Rising, there'd be like a, a rust factor that you would, you fully rate Utah, like, oh, we're fine, Cam Rising's back. Like, for me, I would, my caution would be, especially if you're going to tell me this flips to Utah laying, 
you know, multiple points on the road against Oregon State, that would put me in the camp of Oregon State only because I don't think it's a seamless transition to start a conference game on the road as a road favor with Cam Rising back under center. You know what I'm saying? Utah defense against DJU. Right. I'm asking about uh, Cam Rising, though. Cam right? Rising. Like, so do you, you don't think that there's going to be any rust whatsoever? Absolutely. But yeah. at least um, if this was a home game, I would probably be more inclined to believe that Cam Rising at home can rely on that defense. Now, because it is yeah. on the road in his first game, yes, the rust factor could play a part. Yeah, I'd be very interested to see what his role is going to be and what he looks like uh, in that regard. Because it's been weird, too, the way they're handling him. You know what I mean? Like, is he, like, is yeah, is he ready? Is he not? Like, what's going on? He's in uniform. By the way, as we're talking about, too, uh, DraftKings does go from pick two minus one in favor of Oregon State. So, again, not a big move from one point from pick to one, but something to monitor there. And, again, I think it's a middle ground that we don't really know what's going to happen uh, with Kim Rising. Uh, all right, so. Florida's lighting up. All of these openers are up right now uh, over at uh, at Circa. So let's scroll down and let's get a couple of the games that, uh, let's well, see. The one what, that did interest me was the one that I asked about was Florida, the ranked team against Kentucky, the unranked team, and getting three points on the road. Okay, what do you got? Um, I, it's the line opened three and a half. Mm-hmm. Now it's three. You have Florida quarterback Graham Mertz. He looked pretty good against Charlotte. It was Charlotte, but at least they have faced some competition in Utah and in Tennessee. And Kentucky has faced Ball State and Akron. Mm-hmm. Just the level of competition. Hey, Vandy, too. Don't sell, don't Ooh, sell Vandy who short. Who you have been a huge <laughs> opponent of, and right. rightfully so. Right. I mean, rightfully so. They had that was not a, that's a huge mismatch. Vanderbilt has just not been sure. the team that anybody thought that they would be. Now 0 and 4 against the spread. But I mean, now you're talking about Kentucky is 4 and 0. Who have you played? Mm-hmm. And now you're laying a row home favorite. Is home field advantage that big of a deal for Kentucky? I mean, I would say, what, what would you say the home field is worth? Three points, probably. Three points, yeah. So it puts you right puts there. Puts you right there. So, I, But here's to your point, and I, I agree more with you. Do we think that Florida and Kentucky are equals on a neutral? Yeah. I, I would say that I think the Florida rates As slightly better, better than Kentucky. So that Slight would put edge. you under this three-point mark, you know? Correct. So I liked the three and a half, the three is mm-hmm. a little bit more dicey. Um, but no, I just, that's the one that immediately stood out The And you're always going to see that the unranked team versus the ranked team. One is catching points. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's go to a couple others as we're watching again, circuit is entering now and we have all of these openers that are up on the board as we, as it sits. So we're waiting for some of the big games, right. You know, and that are further down on the rotation, but let's go somewhere that I'm, I'm very curious to pick your brain on. Uh, let's go to the big 10 Indiana on the road against Maryland. Uh, Maryland has been playing uh, pretty solid football. This offense has looked really good, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. Specifically, you go to eat, you know, you go and you take on uh, Michigan state in East Lansing, you get the one you cover there. Uh, you cover as big favorites at home against Virginia, but now you get conference opponent, Indiana, who, as you've noted, Indiana defensively uh, has been pretty solid up to this point this year. It's kept them in quite a few games, allowed them to cover your game against Louisville, Maryland lane 15 at the open against circa. With a total 16. of 51. It's up to 16 now? Up to 16. Yep. The in- Indiana defense, I backed to them because they were absolute studs against Ohio State, holding McCord and OSU to 23 points. They honestly probably looked better at Notre Dame than th- at some point. Complete duds against Akron. At one point, the game was tied. <laughs> yeah. 27 all. Now they gave up 263. Akron's catching a lot of strays here for some reason. <laughs> 263 rushing yards allowed. They won the game by just two points. Maryland quarterback Talia Tang- Tangavaloa, I love him as a quarterback, and he did what I, what I thought that he would do, which is demolish the secondary for yesterday. He is a passer. He is a runner. Which Indiana defense are we going to get was it a look ahead spot for them i don't think it's i don't think they have the chops to contend with maryland yeah uh, i would i would kind of agree with that i like i'm always in the mindset of right at some point we're going to get to the we're going to get to the point of resistance where all right mm. we're upgrading these teams as they cover numbers 
and now we're reaching the point where maybe you want to come back around. You know, for example, and it goes the other way too. So like I brought up Vanderbilt. We can go there really quickly only because, and I don't think Circa has an opener for this one yet, um, but Vanderbilt on the open against Missouri over at DraftKings was 12. And I wonder where Circa opens up and how high they get because, look, they didn't cover 13 and a half, 14 against Kentucky. But if the market continues to kind of come in against Vandy after four consecutive weeks of supporting Vandy, I think I'm kind of at the point where maybe I want to come back in. Remember, I flirted with that yesterday. We talked about it. Didn't do anything, but we might get to the point there. All right, we'll take our break here. Remember, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Paul Stone's going to be with us. We'll get his thoughts on some of the games that he is betting. Of course, Texas. we got to get his thoughts on Texas, taking mm-hmm. on Kansas. And, and in 15 minutes, we'll have the biggest moves of the first 30 minutes of life for these numbers as we look ahead to next week in college football. It's, all, it's College Lines Revealed here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code WINNER to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, board is opening up, and we're looking at some of the openers. I wanted to mention this. So, again, this is part of the thing we stress here on the show because if you are in a jurisdiction, I always bring up Colorado because Colorado does have all of these outs. Um, you could put yourself in a pretty good position. And again, you know, we brought this up with Dan. That was Dan Sealer or Paul Stone, or we, we talked to somebody about this, right, where, Pam, a lot of the times when you're setting up middles, you know, you'll take a position because the limits are low here today, right. and then the middle won't come, the opportunity won't come until later in the week when the limits open up, whatever. But if you're not a better who is betting limit bets and you're just sitting around, you want to arbitrage a little bit or set yourself up, you get unique opportunities. And one of the opportunities I wanted to bring up, it's not the sexiest game in the world, but Boise State is taking on Memphis this weekend. DraftKings opened up Memphis as a three-point favorite. Circa opened up Boise as a three-point favorite. <laughs> so just like that, you can grab a field goal on both, both sides, sides if you're sitting there open up and ready to go and then just sit back and let, and let the thing, you know, let everybody do their thing. Yep. And sure enough, both lines are starting to meet in the middle. Uh, DraftKings came down to one. Boise State is down to two at Circa. But it speaks to what this day is. This is incredible to watch the market shift and evolve and the difference in opinions between shops and what you're looking at here. And that's just another great opportunity. This is why Sunday is so different for me, because the people who are betting on Sunday, they're grabbing numbers. And I don't do that. And I don't do the numbers. I do the analysis. So I take the full week of analysis. But if you have both sides and then you analyze, hey, I really like the boys' side after all. Well, you got both. You have an opportunity to capitalize here, add a little bit more push back mm. but sunday is all about grabbing those lines and that is a perfect example of how you can capitalize on yep. that and that was my well, my first words out of my mouth was, oh memphis grab three with boy grab three immediately and then you see the other side and grab yep. the other side at three yep. yeah and perfect. then sure enough and we are meeting in the middle now boise down to one uh, and memphis down to one so both you again you know both teams favored essentially which is always an interesting dynamic uh, all right let's go to a couple of games that i know that are on our list that you and i are really interested in uh, first off i think we're we're kumbaya here we're simpatico um Ole Miss catching a full three at home. That's the opener here at Circa. Total 63 and a half. We're, we're, we're on the same page here, right? So you're is Matt lane, Newman's. Yeah, yeah. So you're giving the lane train one more had, shot. We all had the agreement that this is a big opportunity for Lane Kivett to bounce back for mobile quarterback Jackson Dart to have come back to his mobility that we should, that should have seen last week against Alabama. And now you're catching them as a home dog to LSU who just gave up 50-plus rushing yards to an Arkansas quarterback in KJ Jefferson. Jeff mm -hmm. Jefferson, I like it. Yep. By the way, officially flipped now, moved four points. Boise State is now an underdog. So <laughs> uh, as we kind of discussed, the Caesar, you were wondering, like, which side is it? No. It's Memphis, and sure enough, the market's kind of corrected itself uh, over here at Circa. Looks like they got jumped on pretty quickly when they opened up three there. All right, so we're in agreement. Catching three in Ole Miss. Again, Circa opened up three, hasn't moved yet, so we'll see if there's any adjustment there. Uh, but I would assume that Ole Miss maybe gets a little bit of support because the uh, secondary has not looked great. Really quickly for you, not a big move, but just to let you know, because you were thinking that uh, maybe 17 and a half, a little too much. Hook has disappeared. Texas now down to 17 here at Circa, opened up 17 and a half. So, uh, again, 17, 17 and a half, not the most key number uh it gets a little bit more key in college football just because of course the deficits are wider uh but 17 and a half gone and it's now 17 here at circa there is a 17 and a half still at DraftKings. let me get your thoughts as we're looking around the board on one more game as we're waiting for more evolution uh for the market and i lost it for a quick second 
by the way, I know everybody's wondering. UNLV opened up as a 10-point favorite. That's pretty big, <laughs> We were actually. all on our toes waiting for that one. Hey, hey, hey. Rebels, <laughs> one of the lone 4-0 ATS teams in the country right now. Refresh, refresh. I needed to know what that number was. That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey look, if they're delivering at the window, uh, people really care. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so. Uh, where was I? Oh, Pam, I lost it. Oklahoma. I was going to look. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? You want to go? Let's go there really quick. Let's take a look at Oklahoma because they opened as 18-point favorites over at Circa, but they're minus 20 on DraftKings. I love Dylan Gabriel. Already up <laughs> I, to 20, by the way, at Circa. I, there you go. Mm-hmm. It, grabbing numbers right out of the gate. You see a 20 elsewhere. You're getting two points of value on at Circa. Grab it. I'm, um, yeah, I don't know. This is Dylan Gabriel. He is so good. He has three of his four games of passing 300 plus yards. Where is he on the odds board? I said yesterday that he would be somebody that I consider for a long shot. He was 30 to one yesterday. I'm not sure what his number is at the moment. Um, he has confidence in his throwing ability right now. He has in the, in that medium to long range. This is, I love Oklahoma. As a Longhorn, it hurts me to say that. I remember what I wanted to talk about now, too. And but uh, 25 tw- to 1. 25 to 1, yeah. The number for Dylan Gabriel uh, to win the Heisman from 30 to 1 yesterday to 25 to 1 today. I mean, because he's going to go undefeated, right? Make it to the college football playoffs. So. <laughs> I'm going to be right about something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man, it's early on. <laughs> I have a 50-50 chance here. <laughs> I will enjoy, I will enjoy my, uh, my free 12-pack of Celsius. It was, uh, it was a great bet to make. My wife thanks okay. you, too. She really enjoys those drinks. Um, Happy to right. provide. Uh, by the way, and this is, so, again, we're talking about this, and it's a good point by you to mention grabbing numbers. Uh, the three has been grabbed. LSU is down to two here at Circa as we're talking about it. So that is, uh, I think that's kind of the right side. If you're going to give me a full field goal with Ole Miss back at home, especially with the Ole Miss, or excuse me, LSU's look defensively, I'll take it. Uh, the game I did want to ask you about, mm. I think Arkansas is a really interesting team because we oh, saw boy. Arkansas. They're, well, they're interesting in that we saw them scuffle around with Kent State, uh, a team that many people kind of believe to potentially be the worst team uh, in college football. And then we watched them yesterday uh, go take on um, uh, LSU and and really give it to them, right? And LSU needs a last-minute drive to get that done. But that was coming off of consecutive failed covers and actually an outright loss as an eight-point favorite to BYU. So what do we make of Arkansas taking on Texas A&M? Because I just – I'm more interested in, like, I don't know what to do with this Razorbacks team. They're catching six. The total is 55 and a half. Uh, This is a true home game, of course, uh, for Arkansas. And I also bring this up because we do have kind of a past here in this series between these two. Uh, Arkansas has been kind of feisty when it comes to matching up with the Texas A&M. There's been really tight contests over the last couple of years. What do you make of Arkansas at home, given the wide variety of outcomes that we have seen through four games for the Razorbacks? A volatility home dog. What could go wrong? All right. Um, Arkansas, I mean, they nearly beat LSU. They were actually ahead at the half. But KJ Jefferson has a turnover problem. He had two interceptions and at least one in back-to-back games. If this was A&M at home, I'd be inclined to back him as a favorite, but as a as a home favorite, but as a home road favorite. Arkansas, with the volatility that I have, consider the underdog at least six points of value. I see it. Uh, you were talking yesterday as we were moving around the board. Um, you had mentioned you were having your eye on West Virginia, right? Uh, mm-hmm. How much did you, how much of that game did you watch, and what do you make of the Mountaineers as they hit the road? They're ten point underdogs on the road against TCU. You can also grab, you know, you, excuse me, you can lay nine, nine and a half because those numbers are starting to appear in other shops. You back West Virginia at home, you fade them on the road. Oh, that simple. Okay. It's that simple. It is that simple. Um, they had a quarterback change from injury, yes, but. Um, you backed the defense for West Virginia and they delivered. It was, but now that they're on the road, it's something that I'm not even looking at. Yeah, I, my, my my part here would be, do we trust TCU? Like how much does TCU's defense raise the floor 
uh, for their opponents as they move forward into conference play. Uh, and is West Virginia good enough to be able to do that? They, they did a pretty good job against SMU uh, last time out TCU did, but the numbers would indicate probably should have gotten a little bit more SMU offensively. 21 first downs, 416 total yards. Big difference is when you throw two interceptions, that's really going to help you out in terms of the results. But TCU's defense still has not been very good. You know what I mean? And I wonder mm -hmm. how much how much you allow a team like West Virginia to stick around with how poorly you have played on that end. I couldn't back West Virginia on the road. If you look at their road home splits, it's not just a quarterback situation. It is the team as a whole. More sack production, better at coverage from the secondary at home. When they go on the road, those that discrepancy is large. TCU, now the line open 13, down to 9. Value on TCU, in my opinion. Uh, what do you make of, how about this? Is there, I'm laughing. I was going to ask this question in seriousness. This is not a serious question. Is there a letdown after beating down Colorado for Oregon? They're a uh, 20, what are we talking about here? 26, 26 and a half point favorite against Stanford. A hey, bio good, you know, good on Stanford. A little plucky yesterday too. Uh, so that is something to, I guess, monitor. I was, I, I can't really take it seriously. Uh, I don't really trust Arizona a bunch. And we talked about this. Jaden Delora is an experience in and of himself, uh, but they did cover as a double digit underdog at home. Now they're staying at home, but catch a 26 against Oregon does Oregon kind of lay off the gas a bit in this matchup against Stanford uh, because they got off the big win and coming up they yeah. get a bye week Sent, yeah. but they get to go to take on Washington I mean yeah it could be a bye but I'm never backing Stanford <laughs> against Bo Nix in this secondary but it's also one of those road home slits Bo Nix at home fantastic Bo Nix on the road a little bit more susceptible to throwing interceptions a little bit more sacks to his name that offensive line for whatever reason when they leave their home stadium mm. doesn't do the same protection you wonder if maybe same game script as Colorado which is come out first half steamroll them right get everything that you need relax and then there in second, the second half yep just say hey man we got another game next week let's Stay just destroy them. yep yep mm. all right maybe it's a first half play for the order I was gonna say back then the first half <laughs> Yep. Well, that one, you know what? Speaking of two, by the way, we should, we should note one of the thing, one of the trends that we talked about came to fruition again. Uh, I believe Colorado covered the second, the second half, half spread. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. You mentioned that that was actually one of my talking points that I wanted to bring up and they can, that is now every game this season fade in the first half back in the second half. Yep. They, they, well, and they did not look good in the first half, but uh, no. I, I wonder, <laughs> I think the second half is more about Oregon just being like, all right, boys, we're done here, but still a strong right. trend. Second half has been much better for Colorado who, for those who are just joining us, uh, they are 24 point underdogs. By the way, the total in this game against USC 74 and a half. I think this does again speak to more that I've talked about here, which is if you're looking at this, if USC is going to cover this big number, it's a game that trends under just like the game yesterday, right? That game went well under the total because Colorado wasn't able to do that much on offense. All right. When we come back, biggest line move side in total and Paul Stone coming up in 20. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN.com. Check out everything we have to offer. That would include our Picks at a Glance page. You can easily sort through picks made by show hosts and guests. You could follow your favorite show hosts and guests if you want, like Matt Humans or Wes Reynolds. You can also check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard, see who has the hot hand. Introductory offer, only $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You know, now that the bosses are out of the room, can I just say really quickly, I think we're getting the short end of the stick. We have a different code for this competition for College Lines Revealed. We're getting spread One too thin in two hours. Yeah, we're getting spread <laughs> too thin. What are we doing here? They're oh. they're actively working against us. 
how am I going to have the opportunity to give my headshot? That's right. <laughs> we only have one code on a Tuesday for a two-hour show. Yep. So as I have told you guys, I'm sorry. I'm jumping off shift. I'm officially <laughs> part of the uh, the Sharp Money crew. So peace out. See ya. I refuse to. Actually, I'll make these reads now, but every time I'll just use the, the Sharp Money crew so I can, you know, get in on it. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. All right. Let's go. We do this every single day at their, every single Sunday at this time. Biggest line moves that we have seen in the first 20, 30 minutes of life. Uh, here we go. Let's do it. First up, Miami, Ohio, and Kent State. Miami, Ohio opening up as an eight-point favorite, now up to 14.5. I don't think it's a surprise, Pam, right, considering that uh, Kent State, I think, largely considered to be the worst team in college football. Uh, for the last couple seasons now, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Boise State, Memphis. Boise State opens up as a three-point favorite. For those who weren't with us earlier, this is the, the fun move of the day because we saw Boise open up as a three-point favorite at Circa. We saw Memphis open up as a three-point favorite at DraftKings. Market has corrected itself here in Las Vegas. Boise now goes from a three-point favorite to a one-point underdog at Memphis. Baylor, UCF. Baylor opens up as a nine-point underdog. That thing get, uh, gets bet up to 13. I know you watched this game a little bit because, yeah. of course, your Texas Longhorns faced him yesterday. And, Pam, I don't want to hear about Quinn Ewers, but I do want to hear... I think Dave Rand is kind of up against it. His defense stinks. His defense stinks. Is he on the chopping block? Because, the, I mean, you made Quinn Ewers look good when he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, well, because here, and you know what I watched a lot of yesterday against Baylor? A lot of a lot of failing to contain the edge, right? A lot yeah. of plays that were getting bounced outside, and they were getting gouged that for really defense. big plays. Yep, yeah, absolutely. really bad. Uh, all right, we move on. Texas State taking on Southern Miss. Texas State opens up as a four-point favorite. Gets bet up to seven and a half. USC, Colorado, show bet, huh? Caesar all over Colorado said not only will they cover, I think he even told me they win by 14. Uh, so, of course, uh, I said, <laughs> I'll take that smoke. So, uh, USC, though, agree with the market here. Opened up 21, up to 24 and a half. Uh, personally, still think it might be playable at 24 and a half. I think that that offensive line has some really, really big issues that Colorado is going to have to face against a better competition. And as bad as USC's defense has been, Defensive line is still pretty solid, and they're going to be able to exploit that. Northern Illinois taking on Toledo. That thing opens up as an 11-point spread in favor of Toledo. It rockets up, get it, to 14.5 in favor of the Rockets. We move on. Let's focus on this for a second. Mm -hmm. Washington and uh, Arizona opens up 14, Pam, now up to 17. Yep. You know, we talked about this yesterday. Um, I think it was, was it Yogi Roth? I think we talked about this yesterday because he was on the call. I don't, like... Jaden Delores, kind of the experience here, but I don't know why the market likes Arizona as much as it does. And then fails to cover a big number against Stanford, barely gets by by one point. I, I think Washington is just a truck, man. Like, they're going to go in there and do whatever they want on offense. Michael Penix Jr. is going to improve on his Heisman-building resume in this matchup. Arizona defense, they're scrappy. Arizona team as a whole, every season they have a, a game or two where it's like, okay, they're in contention right now for something, for an upset win. That defense is just so awful. Made Will Rogers look like an absolute stud. Nine and a half yards, uh, nine and a half yards per passing play, three touchdowns. And now you're going up against arguably one of the top two quarter best quarterbacks in all of college. The the argument you make for Arizona is similar to what we make for um, some of these other teams in these situations. You do have Oregon on deck. So maybe a look ahead spot where you come in, you get mm -hmm. rid of you, you know, you do what you need to do in the first half, then fall asleep in the second half because you don't need to push it. But still, I agree with the market pushing this up from 14 yes. to 17. All right, Big 12 girl, put your Big 12 hat on. Houston, Texas Tech, this thing opens up seven, now up to 10. What do you make of the market coming in and supporting the Red Raiders in the spot at home? Texas Tech is not um, as much of an offensive threat as I thought they would be entering the season here. Um, no. I know that they had... 
I mean, Tyler show, he wasn't the starter last week. Um, they had a quarterback change, but I, I just haven't seen the same high powered potent passing offense from the Texas tech Raiders team that we're used to yeah. next up uh, to UAB versus Tulane. Uh, we should note here. Now this gets bet up. UAB opened up uh, as a 17 point underdog. We're up to 20. Uh, Tulane does have Michael Pratt back under center. So that's a pretty good thing here. Uh, we hey, saw but him how like, about UAB putting up 21 points to Georgia? Yeah. Good point. Uh, I, man, Georgia's a weird team. Georgia, I can't put my finger. I can't put my mind around Georgia. Uh, but it's worth noting that Pratt did play against Nichols, so it does have a game under his belt. We were talking about the rust factor for Cam Rising. At least for a guy like Michael Pratt, you get to get that out of the way. All right, we move on. Uh, this is the big total moves of the day. Not a surprise. We talked a little bit about this from the Baylor perspective, Pam. Baylor opens up the total with them and UCF, 48 and a half. We're up to 57. I, I don't think this is really a shock. Baylor has not looked good defensively in any way, shape, or form. It, Actually, you could argue UCF kind of the same thing defensively. Oh, defensively, yes, but that offense is potent. Uh, yes, it can be. So, it which is be. why it makes sense that the opening line for the total is going up. Yes, I think that both of these teams, it, it's going to be pretty rough. Also, we should note, of course, uh, John Reese Plumley did uh, did not play against Kansas State, so we'll see what his status is moving forward here. But two defenses that I think are kind of scuffling, uh, and I, I'm not surprised that the total has gone from 48 and a half to 57. Bowling Green, Georgia Tech, this thing's up, uh, opens up 46 and a half, up to 53, and I think this might surprise some people as we get back to Washington and Arizona. Uh, but 74 and a half of the open gets bit down to 68 mm -hmm. and a half. But I think with big favorites at times, as we saw yesterday with Oregon Colorado Pam uh, move to the under actually correlates with the move to a big favorite because generally the underdog is not going to be able to perform up to expectations offensively if the big favorite is going to be able to cover a big number and I also love that you pointed out that Washington on deck to Oregon yep look ahead spot potentially for them Kansas Texas are you surprised by this opened up 66 and a half we're down to 62 uh, given how good the Kansas offense is as you have talked about how good Texas can be on offense uh, and how bad Kansas has been at times this year defensively I'll agree with that because Quinn Ewers I'm not impressed with the passing play but the defense for Texas has been stout and Kansas does at least have a run game to complement its passing game yeah I, I, I'm really curious to watch this Texas front how how impressive they looked against Alabama right, right. how do you look here against Kansas right a, a really potent offense that's got a lot of different moving pieces and some dynamic athletes on it too Northern Illinois Toledo opened up 55 and a half down to 51 and then houston texas tech talked about this briefly already from a side perspective 60 and a half at the open down to 56 now uh, last one oregon stanford 56 and a half at the open up to 61 60 and a half the opening total for charlotte smu that gets bet down to 56 and then 48 and a half the opening total for louisiana tech and utep that gets bet up to 52 and a half wanted to make mention of this game uh, you know i'd mentioned a couple of times look UNLV, of course covering all four spreads one of those games was yesterday they went to el paso got a win and a cover by a margin against this utep team Danny Devil's got some problems. This is a team that brought back 15 starters this season. You were expecting them to be, at least I thought, they were going to be much more competitive than what they've shown defensively. That was supposed to be the strength of this team, and then it did not look good against UNLV. And Louisiana Tech, of course, we had a quarterback change yesterday, but I'm not trusting UTEP at this point defensively. They have looked very, very poor through the first four weeks. You're definitely a better gauge of UTEP than I am. <laughs> no, it's, so it's weird. You know, every once in a while, I, I think you go through this too, right, where like during a season, for whatever reason, you find yourself paying attention to a program, whether it's because you, you're betting on a team that's one of their opponents or whatever. Right. I've watched, and I'm not proud of this, 
three of four UTEP games this year. More than anybody right. else in the country. Uh, I, I would say you people out in El Paso probably watch quite a few of them. So, yeah, you're right. Like, I have some weird read on UTEP that I've watched quite a bit of them. Um, but, yes, I and, by the way, Louisiana Tech, too, they're no great shakes. But UTEP has not been very good. And they were also a team I had circled to I'm going to lose this. It was one of the few win totals I bet. I bet them over their win total. They're not going to get there because they have looked really, really bad. And again, when you know, when you look at a conference that stinks like theirs, you're trying to find diamonds in the rough. And when you have a team in a bad conference that brings back 15 starters, right? And right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this team should be was better. scrappy last year. Yep. And like, look at this. This it is, just hasn't replicated. Nope. Not in any way, shape or form. All right. So market is shaping up. We're going to talk to Paul Stone here on the other side. Uh, but as we've kind of looked around, any other line moves that have stuck out to you uh, on the board? Outside Not of what necessarily we a line move, but a line. And yeah. it's Northwestern getting 25 at home to Penn State. Okay. Um, Northwestern, did you see that insane comeback? They trailed Minnesota 21 points after three quarters, three touchdowns in the fourth. They went into the overtime, came out with a win. And Penn State's coming out with that shutout loss to Iowa. How much of that is more of a discrepancy that maybe just Iowa is not at all the offense that we thought they could be having Cade McNamara behind center. Um, but now they're going on the road as 25 point favorites to Northwestern, who at the, I think week one, we we're like, they are just gosh awful. Mm -hmm. they, they have kind of, they've improved week after week. Yeah, they have I, some bite. They do. And to your point, too, like when you talk about the Nittany Lions, uh, look, you suffocate. You, you grabbed the hold of Iowa and you just kind of suffocated them for four quarters of play. I still don't know what I'm doing with this, this Penn State offense, right? Yeah. Like the lack of explosion. They didn't really run the ball particularly well. Yet again, the offensive line hasn't been like as powerful and as dominant as we thought they were going to be. They uh, did have 215 rushing yards, though, against Iowa. And what did Northwestern just play? Minnesota, who does nothing but run the ball. Yeah. And that's and that's my thing, too, is I, at least my observation when I watch them play against Iowa, the 216 yards does stick out. Only 3.8 yards per carry, though, right? right? So you're running by volume. And then by the time right. you get, because remember, what's the key stat? Iowa ran 34 freaking offensive <laughs> plays. So by the time you get to the fourth quarter and you're on offense yeah. or defense for Iowa and you're like, Dude, we got to go back out there again. Like it's, yep. you're going to wear them down. So it's just, I don't know what to do with Penn State is essentially exactly. what I'm doing there. All right. When we come back, I do know what to do when Paul Stone comes around. I listen. So let's listen to Paul Stone and what he has to say when he joins us next here on College Lines Revealed. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. For the VEASAN experts to work for you this football season, start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now. Save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription when you use the promo code COLLEGE. Get full access to everything we do. Daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting systems, premium analysis, and more. Remember, use the promo code COLLEGE. Save 10% off a VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, we head out to welcome in one Paul Stone. Nice enough to give us some time here today. Paul, what are you doing, man? We, we had some beers last weekend. We were watching football together, and now, now you're not here. What's going on? Well, I mean, I'm in Vegas, but I'm, I'm flying out. I'm flying back to Texas, so uh, my flight actually starts boarding at uh, a few minutes after 12. So everything's kind of bam, bam, real quick pace. Uh, got 23 bets in and kind of going from there. So I got to go back home, you know, got to – Got to see my family there. <laughs> oh, come on. Family's overrated. As a man with two sons and a wife, uh, they'll be fine without you. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some of these games that are up on the board. And I want to get your thoughts on some of the big ones first. And, of course, we want to get your thoughts on the ones that you have bet. Uh, but wanted to start with one that we've talked about quite a bit about here, Paul. LSU and Ole Miss. Uh, we saw something interesting here, of course, with both of these teams. Ole Miss goes to Alabama. Very disappointing. Fails to cover. LSU scuffles with Arkansas. Uh, this thing opened up three, but came off of it. Were you involved in this? And what do you make of the market opening up with LSU as a three-point favorite on the road against the lane train? Well, I made LSU two and a half with a total of 56 and a half. And I'm not looking at my notes here. I'm not involved on either the side or the total either one so you know i think it's right where it uh, where it needs to be you know i think there's still some questions about this this whole miss team especially and um you know it's a it's a big time game but not one that i got involved in Paul, let's take a look at our Texas Longhorns. Um, Kansas looking every bit as good as on offense as they did last year. To me, the defense has looked improved. Quinn Ewers, still kind of a bit of a question mark, volatility from week after week. Open as 18-point favorites, already down to 16.5. What do you make of the line move in favor of Kansas? You know, I'm a little bit uh, surprised. Uh, you, you know, Texas is going to score points on Kansas, I believe. There, there's no question about it. And as you mentioned, Pam, the Jayhawks have a great offense with Jalen Daniels. But I made the line 19, and I actually uh, saw a game of the year line several months ago was 19 and a half. So mm-hmm. I thought the number 
uh, you know, should pretty well be where it was uh, game of the year several months back, right, just a shade under 20. So I'm a little surprised that the, the money's coming on the Jayhawks early, but uh, they certainly have a capable offense. Paul, what were some of the games that you did get involved with today? Well, a few that I took. I took Syracuse plus seven. They'll be a home dog against uh, two loss Clemson mm-hmm. uh, there at the Carrier Dome. That that line now, I believe, down to six now. Also took Louisville minus one as a road favorite at North Carolina State. That line up to three. Uh, one that I tried to get, Boise opened as a three-point yep. favorite at mm-hmm. Memphis in a really intriguing uh interconference battle Memphis now favored by one so I tried to punch in the, the Memphis plus three just seconds after the lines came out and I think I was offered Memphis plus one so I passed at that but also I like uh, Virginia and Boston College I played that at over 55 number only 55 and a half right now so that's still available and one on the other side just to be you know, in the spirit of full disclosure I played BYU minus three at home against Cincinnati and a pair of uh, new entries to the Big 12 this season. BYU now only favored by two and a half, so they didn't they didn't think much of my uh, my <laughs> bet on BYU, I guess. So got the, got the worst of it there on that one so far. Paul, how how do you handle look ahead spots? Washington open as 16 point favorites on the road to Arizona. The line is now up to 17, but they have Oregon on deck next week. What do you make of that line move in favor of Washington? Yeah, I mean I'm not too much. You know, unless it's really a, just a huge game, and of course that is a huge game, not only for, for conference uh, supremacy, but those are huge rivals, Washington and Oregon. But the way that Washington offense is clicking right now, you know, I'm not sure there's a more impressive offense uh, with Michael Penix Jr. Uh, at the helm of the Huskies' uh, attack and with the receivers they have. So I, I'm not going to get in front of the Huskies until I see something different. So. I don't know that you can make Washington really high enough. You can't make their totals, I don't think, high enough because I think you're going to get uh, one-sided on the Huskies and the overs. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised if they're taking money. All right, the other situational spot then. How much do you weigh what happened with Notre Dame yesterday and then having to go on the road and play the role of road favorite against a very good Duke Blue Devils defense? You know, I, I usually like to play teams unless their their hopes have just been – totally just, you know, tarnished and eliminated. I like to play good teams off of a straight-up loss, but I am a little bit worried about uh, this situation because Duke, with their quarterback, Riley Leonard, who's a great uh, dual-threat quarterback, they've already beaten Clemson opening weekend there in Durham. Um, you know, I think it's a, a good spot for the for the Blue Devils maybe to, to keep the Irish, you know, to catch the Irish maybe slightly napping. I was hoping to get uh, – Six points there, but I think it opened maybe at five and a half or lower, so I did not take a a spot there. But I was looking to take Duke, but I established buy prices on these games, and it wasn't quite attractive enough to take Duke. Paul, how do you handle Alabama, the 14-point road favorites, historically really bad against the spread. As road favorites, Mississippi State in a bounce-back spot this past week against South Carolina. Will Rogers had a huge 487-yard game. What do you make of this line for 14-point road favorites, Alabama? You know, I made Alabama 13 and a half, Pam, and, you know, Mississippi State is really, you know, they've got a new head coach. They've got a new offensive coordinator who is uh, getting away from that uh, pass-happy offense uh, that they employed under the late uh, Mike Leach. They formerly, previous two seasons, 22 and 21, they passed the ball about 70% of their offensive plays. 
Now they're only passing the ball about 40%, I believe, of their offensive plays, although it's a small sample size. And I'm really down on the Bulldogs. But like you said, Alabama just not stable enough on offense, just not prolific enough. I made, I think I already said I made Alabama 13 and a half. So I'll stay away from this. But uh, I'd like to take home dogs. But Mississippi State just hadn't shown me enough to uh, put hard-earned money behind the Bulldogs. Paul, educate these people, please. All right, you and I sat there yesterday or last week we were talking about some of these games. Uh, We mentioned the UNLV road spot against UTEP, (laughs) right? The fact that they opened up six and they were laying one. UNLV performed really well. Now undefeated against the spread, taking on a bad Hawaii team. Tell these people why this game matters. They're, They're laying 11, the Rebels are. Well, I think it matters because, you know, there's a line on it. So as sports betters, right. if there's a line, it always matters to guys like you and, I and ladies like Pam. But, you know, the fact that they're trying to gain bowl eligibility, you know, they need to get to that precious six-win mark. And uh, this is a winnable game. Um, the the running, the Rebels, you know, usually not laying double digits. That's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, they have been really impressive. And to go into El Paso and handle the minors like they did last night, in a road environment, uh, man, you got to like what Barry Odom's doing there in year one. Paul, uh, one game that immediately stood out for me was Syracuse grabbing seven points as, as a home underdog um, to, to Clemson, who has just been kind of all over the place. Turnovers were the name of the game. You have a head coach in Dabo Sweeney who hasn't really done impressive things as a head coach in the season, uh, hasn't adapted to the modern day in football. Do you agree with this line being where it is, a seven-point seven home road favorites for Clemson? Yeah, you know, I actually made Clemson a four-and-a-half-point uh, road favorite. I took Syracuse at plus seven. Uh, the line, I think, now is at uh, six, Clemson favored by. So I thought it was a little bit high. You know, I think it's a situation where Clemson came into the year uh, with hopes of making that 14 playoff, and now those hopes have been extinguished. And I think this is a tough, uh, you know, just the, the setting, going to the carrier dome, uh, laying, you know, seven points now down to six. I think it's a pretty uh, heavy burden to carry uh, for the Tigers, and uh, I think Syracuse is a live dog here. Paul, we'll let you get on your flight. Safe travel, sir. Thanks for uh, joining us out there at the airport, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon, sir. Good deal. You folks have a great week. Thanks, Thanks for having Paul. me on. Safe Paul travels. Stone Sports. What were you saying? There you go. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> Wish we safe travels. Uh, and hopefully an airplane cocktail. Nothing better than an airplane cocktail, especially if it's an early flight, you know? I can't wait. I get to take a flight here next week, and I'm going to be like, man, that's ah, going to be four in the afternoon, but still. <laughs> I like that I'm on the same side as Paul. He grabbed Syracuse plus seven. That's yep. the immediately the one line went out of very few that I saw, and I was like, I like that. So is that the answer to the question I'm about to ask? Uh, a line that you would play right now on the board is? Syracuse plus seven yeah. at home to Clemson. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Uh, I also think uh, of the ones that have not, you know, moved a million points, uh, like right, but Memphis <laughs> catch a three was a big one. Uh, I would say even at uh, two and a half, and actually I'll, I'll throw two in there. Give me two and a half with Ole Miss or a money line play once that's up, and uh, give me five with Duke. I think the Blue Devils are going to be pretty live here. I like the way they play defensively, and I think they're going to be able to match up well with Notre Dame. The fate of the Irish continues. How about that? Huh? What's the lowest number you would take with Duke? Because it opened six and a half, down to four. You said right now, I think just five. four would be the, the the bottom of it. If okay. he gets to three and a half, uh, then I think I would probably ah, not three and a half, three and a half. Uh, I'll give you three and a half. I like this Duke team a lot, and I'm not the biggest fan of this Irish team. All right, we're all done. Remember, 
college football betting podcast feed. That's where this thing's at. And we will now send it over to the D Las Vegas, where the boys are waiting to take over for live bet Sunday in a game or a day full of NFL games. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.